0: Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the association of independent mortgage experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Remin Wholesale. Expand your market with Remin Wholesale's renovation and non-QM lending products. Both renovation and non-QM can make and save deals. Remin Wholesale provides the knowledge, expertise, and complete support needed to get renovation and non-QM loans to the finish line. Let Remin help you close more deals. Get connected by emailing us at partnerships at aimgroup.com today. Welcome back, everyone, to a, another edition uh, of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am the president of AIM. Couldn't be more proud to say that. And today, you know, its uh, I, I just love getting people's uh, viewpoints and everything, and I'm really excited about today's interview. And today I'll be interviewing Amanda Rawls, and she is a mortgage broker with Answer Home Loans. So, Amanda, thank you for joining us. I know you're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. But thanks for joining us so early.
1: You bet. I'm honored to be here.
0: So that, that's be great thanks for having me i did see you had a seahawks thing in the background i'm I'm not a big fan of the seahawks but I, we'll, we'll let that slide. i'm a i'm a lowly lions fan but anyways
1: okay okay well try being in northern california as a seahawks fan not
0: so good. i
1: am used to that it's all good
0: it's all good. <laughs> fair enough so i could probably sit here and talk about football all day but you know we're going to talk a little bit about mortgages today so i you know I, the reason why i bring this up a ton is getting to know everyone's background is really important to me because you know there's so many people entering our industry and i bring this up because i don't want everyone anyone to feel like oh i didn't go down the right route everyone gets thrown into this industry it's kind of funny so give me a little bit about your background how'd you get started in this business your current company just hit me with everything
1: okay so 96 i was a single mom and a bill collector And, you know, in the bill collector world, right, we're calling and threatening to take the firstborn and, you know, all that good, great stuff. And it was just killing me. It just was draining me. And I was actually had this guy that I worked with that worked at Long Beach uh, back in the day and had recruited me. And I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm making $1,000 plus two grand on commission. I've got this right. So kind of like for a couple of weeks, he almost gave up on me. And I had a, you know, there's no accidents in this life. I'm a big believer. I had this final phone call. And it was one of those ones where they promised to pay you, promised to pay you. And then, you know, the collection world, if anybody's familiar, she stroked me. She didn't answer. And it was like, Amanda, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I get in touch with her this final day. And she says, the day I was supposed to call you, I woke up. My husband was dead in bed. Oh, boy. And then she had six kids. know, people lie to you, whatever. It was one of those things where you just knew. And so I asked for a talk-off, my manager to come. And anyway, long story short, he told me to go and get the balance in full because there's a trust and there's got to be life insurance. And that just really catapulted me into the lending world at that time, again, because of him. But we used to have Transamerica Financial and Beneficial walk around our office so i was already kind of introduced to that philosophy of loans and helping and that was that is my true nature so once i had that happen i called him instantly started at in the mortgage business in april of 96 but i started by going back to those collection agencies because i knew the lingo and i knew oh. i knew that that was you know I could do it right i was a bill collector for years i was a very good one but now i was going to come in and help so i kind of used that to my advantage and and that was really how i blew up and started in this business so
0: okay so you started with them so when did when did you get over to answer home loans like what was your path to get there
1: gosh uh you know i went through the whole rocky broker side of things i started becoming a broker seven months into my career so once i became a broker had my own shop we had to close the shop and then i started working for a direct lender and almost three years ago uh going through the whole struggles right that we do at direct lending with rates and processes and you know having uh, the oldest or loudest dog barking not the right person get their stuff done you know what i'm saying yeah. and i was like i'm my girlfriend one of my best girlfriends that i got in the business had said let's go back to the broker world let's go it's time it's time and, Yeah, it was was perfect. It was perfect. So that we came back into the broker world in April of 2018.
0: Of 2018. And that's with Answer Home Loans, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. In Granite Bay. And I have my own space in Elk Grove, California.
0: All right. So within, we'll call it your little shop that you have, what's, what's the dynamic there? Is it just you? Do you have processors? Do you have other loan officers?
1: I have myself, an assistant, and then I have somebody who is marketing. Doing the database, and then I have a director of first impressions that does all of our personal notes and staying in front and events and those things.
0: Good deal, good deal. Okay, so we're, with Answer Home Loans and, and your little shop here, talk to me a little bit about your, you know, tech stack. We'll call it. You know, what I mean, like, what, what's your process? What kind of technology are you guys using?
1: Well, we're still a dinosaur. I, you know, I, I'm a top of mind girl.
0: Yeah, I, I know uh, mine.
1: Yeah, and and point point was what we got when we were here. So, you know the the whole flow from coming in. It begins with myself. uh They input the application. We set it up. We've got it, it's fail proof. I sell the loans. I talk to them, and they manage it, and they make sure that from you know it gets to the end, and then I make the calls at the end, and it's something that I fought for many many years. <laughs> I fought that because I wanted control of the whole process, right? And I'm like. I get burnout really bad, you know, doing twenty plus loans a month. So this process and the way that we have it is truly, it enters in the personal notes go out. I, you know, I I pretty much begin it and they they end it and everyone's happy.
0: You know, the more the more of these podcasts I do, which I absolutely love doing, I realize that arguably the biggest, we'll call it hiccup hurdle, whatever you want to call it, that that us mortgage brokers and originators have is letting go. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're control freaks, whether you say you're a control freak or you're not, you are. But once I, have you know, once you let go, you know, you put good people around you, everything's going to be fine.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So perfect. Okay. So if, if you're doing 20 plus loans a month, you must have some pretty good relationships around you. Don't you?
1: Absolutely. It's all about relationships, right? That's yeah. the key to okay. this business. I mean, truly is building those relationships. And I'm still that belly to belly. I still want to meet with people. I, I'm a connector, um, so yes, absolutely, absolutely. Taking care of others and you know serving hearts—that's what we're doing in this business, not just a transaction.
0: So, is—is is that would you say your lead generation is just the relationships that you have?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know going on how I really started back to that relationship aspect. I always think out of the box, Mark, and that's a key one of the things that I would absolutely tell anybody coming into this business, you know, realtors, everybody was saying you need purchase business. Believe me, I know that is important, but I'm a refi mama. I've been a refi mama from the moment I got in this business. doesn't matter where the rates are. You sell a product, you're selling a service, you're selling and teaching and, you know, and, and giving them information. Um, but I've always been out of the box. I've always thought outside bankruptcy attorneys, you know, CPAs. I've got relationships with, and again, these are the normal things, but even from the collection aspect, I went nationwide. I flew to different collection agencies because we could back then, right? Do loans out of state, right. but I would go and set up little, and we didn't have, you know, all the federal regulations that we have now, but I would do you know river float parties, I knew the, what the bill collectors like, right? I mean a bill a bill collectors happy with a freaking root beer float. Like there, there's things that you can do that are outside of the norm that they you stay in their mind, you know, you stay top on their mind and their radar and, and um they see what you do and, and they get to know you. And yeah, absolutely. It's relationship building, it's not loans.
0: Well, I like what you said there, because, you know, there's not many people that come straight from high school, college, whatever your background is and go straight to mortgages. If you do, you're few and far between. But you used your prior experience to help you obtain business.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it wasn't just in the Sacramento area. Right. I knew there was collection agencies in Seattle. I knew there was one. I had one in Florida, Phoenix, Texas, SoCal. I was 24 years old. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just knew that I had a service and that I could help. And I took my assistant with, well, it wasn't my assistant back then. It was my processor. But I took her with me, and we would really get into these events and giving away and, and giving back. But then I would meet them. These bill collectors, it was different than just on the phone. Nobody was going out to see them. So that that's definitely something that, you know, I think made a difference for me.
0: Right. So now, okay, you said you think outside the box. Yeah. Give me an example or two of how you think outside the box, because I think it's important right now. I I really do. And I've been having this conversation with a lot of people is thinking outside the box where rates are ticking up a little bit and that's fine. You know what I mean? I I actually think that's not bad for us in terms of, uh, you know, how we're going to obtain business from retail, but you got to think outside the box. You got to do things a little differently. So give me an example or two of, of, of how you think outside the box.
1: Sure. Um. So, bankruptcies. You know, bankruptcy attorneys are a, an amazing place to do business. The one thing that you know that lenders don't really know about or venture into is Chapter Thirteens. So, there is a big, big blessing with people that file Chapter Thirteens, either if they're in it or one day out of discharge, and you can obtain an FHA or a VA loan. And brokers and lenders, even and no disrespect, UWM gets, you know, a majority of my business, but they won't do it for one year Okay, from, from the discharge of the chapter 13. So uh, I don't want that misconception to stay out there. That's just a, probably a choice. But when it comes to what you can and can't do, I've done them in a 13, uh, right? One day out. And I'm teaching these to these attorneys. And when I align with somebody who thinks like me, You know, he cares about the next step of the of the debtor, let's just say, after the fact, we're really giving a value add service. We're going into tax time. We're going here's another thing that I'm I'm really getting into right now is refinances with a construction loan.
0: Okay. To
1: do some home improvements because now we've got a ton of equity. People don't have a hundred grand, right? They come back to me and they say, Well, I want to get this money out, but my house is torn apart. I can't do a normal refi. I do a construction refi. And then six months later, I'm able to refi them back into a better loan.
0: So you just got two loans right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, how, how do you do this with, with you know, and I, I love it. It's just, you know, I, I think people need to find their niche. And everyone's niche is a little different. Everyone's personality is a little different. But, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, I've been in this business for a long time is the less salesy I come off, the better I am. So, how do you come off as not as salesy? Honestly, Mark, I can we cuss? I don't. <laughs>
1: no, I, I sorry. I was going to say, I give a shit. I, I
0: care. You could say I, that. You're okay, fine.
1: Okay, good. I give a buck. I go and meet with these people. I go and talk to them about their clients. And I don't work with everybody, right? Everybody and I aren't going to resonate. I'm not the churn and burn guy. That's not me. I'm a relationship builder. So, how do I, I connect with those that think like me, with the heart, um, hardworking, but care about people. And that's been the key. I always thought I had to work with everybody. Right. That is a that is big takeaway that, I, that I've been able to really process. And that probably came from my insecurities, but I had to serve everybody. I had to make sure that I took care of everybody that came to me. And now I, I choose who I work with and I connect with them. I get to know them. Um, there's a process, right? We'll do the phone call. We'll do a personal note. Social media is really good. And, you know, we're coming out of COVID. So even these normal practices that I used to do before, are not so normal anymore. So more so I'm reaching out to people, hey, would you like to have lunch? I mean, you know, those kinds of things are happening again. So that's what I'm doing is I'm going back to the old school, doing our client appreciations. So just to stay in front and keep that connecting going.
0: Well, that's that's important. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. the more relationships you have in the business, the better off you're going to be. I promise you that if you're a, if you're a transactional person, you're not going to last long in this business. I I promise you that. So, OK, so with 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 all of your transactions, you do do you do, you do anything specific or unique that make it that, that personalize it to yourself?
1: Yeah. You know, at the end of every transaction um, we do after 30 days there, we got one of our clients does these amazing um, cups and we personalize them. And just 30 days after the transaction, we send those to them. Um, the other thing that I let them know, and, and I don't know if it's not that kudos for me or kudos for them, but for my community, I'm very big on small business, especially with this most recent turn of events. So after the cost of every loan $50 of each transaction, I'm delivering a $2,000 plus check to a small business here in town. Um, so that's another thing that, you know, we promote, we talk about not too much. Cause again, it's not about them working with me to get this $50 to a small business, but it, that's just a part of my spirit and part of giving back. Um, we do a follow-up, right? 30, once we close the loan, 30 days from the follow-up, then six months, I don't know about you, but these target leads and these, you know, trigger leads. And once you close one with an FHA, you better have a system of staying in front of your clients because... As much as they love you and as much as you save their ass, they're going to go with that person in front of them. Tell them they can get 299 or 2.2 or whatever, even if they don't.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Call always stand in day. front of them. Yeah. So so after 30 days, you, you call them? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. I call. Okay. So yeah. Sorry. After 30 days, I will call them. I just talked to two yesterday or Wednesday and I, you know, hey, it's three days. Gosh, Amanda. Yes. The house is amazing. One was a purchase. One was a refi. And then we talk, it's about 15 minute conversation. Sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long, um, but getting an idea. And, and that we're just connecting. I walked away with a referral on Wednesday night from one of the phone calls. So, you know, that's exactly what I do.
0: That, that's that's great. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> the, the trust factor within these within these transactions is absolutely huge. And if they can't create trust in you, then you you're never gonna you're never gonna branch out with your business. And it sounds like that's exactly you know, what you're
1: doing. Yes. And and point, you know, your your loan can go absolutely amazing freaks. At the end, something, something, I don't care if it's a net sheet that you didn't review and there's one thing on there that you didn't talk about or they were thought was going to be taken off and it still was on there, whatever that can blow all of the work that you've done for free the previous two weeks and building this relationship that it's very much. And, you know, the other thing, and I haven't done it lately, is but going back to it, being at the signings, you know, your business, I made more relationships and connected with more agents at a signing that I had never worked with before, but also my buyers are so grateful that I was there helping them because it was so foreign to them, especially the new ones. So that's another another thing that I think is really important um, in connecting in this business and showing them that you're there for them. Pre-COVID, right? Like, but it's it's really like you said the relationship aspect. You know, I I'm taking care now of grandkids of the grandparents that I helped 20 plus years ago, right? Because right. I'm I am that now. I'm a family member. You know, I'm part of the family. So.
0: Yeah, getting back to basics is, is is kind of big. You know, I mean, I trust me, I, and I'm going to preach tech stack. I'm going to preach, you know, CRMs. I'm going to preach that all day long. But sometimes those little basic things, like you said, ask them out to lunch, going to no. closing, doing those little things go a long way.
1: Totally. And social, it makes it so easy, Mark. Social makes it so easy. I have clients that I, I follow and I'm friends with and I see, oh, my God, they're pregnant. I drop a personal note. I'll drop a uh, uh, flowers one just had you know a kidney replacement and, and love this family they've been with me for 22 years first Friday I got sent a big pat you know a, a cookie bouquet thing you know and then then flowers I didn't do it once I did it twice like this guy's going through it you know and they've been very good to me and and so yeah, I think that that is very important. And believe me, CRM would be the first and only and last thing I would tell a new person coming in, you better start that from jump, period. A CRM is the bread and butter of your business, but it's more than just an email. We know that.
0: Yep. So yeah. Well, good. Okay, so let, let, let's shift gears here a little bit. How and long were you tech quote unquote direct lender retail? How long were you in that for? God,
1: 2008. Oh until 2018, 10 years,
0: 10 years Okay. of my 25. <laughs> right. So you live that life and, you know, we, I tell people all the time, I draw lines in the sand with, you know, and, and, and our association does and our leadership does with who can join our association. Obviously retail is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly feel we have a great uh, and a much better product than retail has or ever will have. So, Tell me what separates brokers from retail. Just give me the overview, then we're gonna dive into it.
1: Okay. Well, remember, I was broker direct broker, right? right? So I knew where I was, and then I got sucked into the vortex. Um, you know, the options and the saying no. When I came back to the broker world, oh my God, I was like, no, but we need that. No, but we need that. They're like, no, the no, fuck, you don't. You don't need that. Like, you don't need that document anymore. Like, Oh, that's right. That's so retail. Oh, that's right. I don't have to worry about that prior to docs or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was conditioned. I was, I was a little bit nervous. I had my shop in 08 that we had to shut our doors. Right. So it's like, now what am I going to do? And I felt I had to align my broker that at answer, he wrote it through. He wrote it through so much respect for him. Um, but the difference is so, you know, I don't have to say no. Well, this was the final straw, Mark. Let's just be real. Let's go down and oh. brass tax with money and rates period money and rates. And when I couldn't do something at finance of America, I'd have to broker it out. And when I brokered it out, I made 0. 0.7 bits. Oh, wow. And I worked my ass off. You know, when you're brokering it out, that file is even more work than you had before. You know, so I would only make damn near a half a percent by the time everything was said and done. I was just like, what am I doing? And why am I being penalized for brokering out? And I'm bringing in all this business. So that was probably the final thing, but I didn't have options. And then if I did have options, which I was brokering out a lot at the time, it was going out someplace else, and I was making less money. So now I have control of my processes. I have more, more money coming into my pocket and better rates and fees for my clients. And I, I got one clear of clothes in one day yesterday. One day. A rebuy
0: That would never happen in retail.
1: Never, ever, ever. And I'm kind of coming for retail lately in my videos. I don't mean to, but it's like, you know, don't it's such a like a vortex, right? oh, they're not going to be able to come through for you. You're not going to have control of your file. You're not going to be able to do those things that those brokers say that you can. And it's crazy because a lot of those higher up retail guys are all old brokers.
0: Right, right. <laughs>
1: it's like, come on, dude. You know damn well. You know, you know this is where it's at.
0: So, yeah. I mean, and, and, and I know you just said you're targeting retail and, That's fine. I mean, I could care less. That's that's great. That's great in my eyes. But, you know, I also think it's the educational side of it to these consumers because, you know, the consumers don't do this every day and consumers think, oh, well, I bank with X, Y, Z bank. So I got to go to X, Y, Z bank because they have my statements. You know, it's like, no, that's 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 not how it works. This isn't a judgment call. This is processes and this is what we do. And like you said, we give lower rates, lower closing costs and better service.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. And I do talk about that. And, you know, and the other thing is talking about the banks. I have a couple bank uh, referral places, right, where they can't do everything. And I've used that and I don't talk about who they are. But, you know, as a banker, when they're there or clients get the solicited from the bank, the one thing that is big, big, big that they hear everywhere is their timeframes. You know, so. That is something that a lot of people can relate. If you have anybody that's with the bank, I'll review a net sheet. I'll go over everything with them in the beginning. I mean, you can really let time just dictate that. Guaranteed, damn well, you're not going to be closed in 30 days, two weeks, whatever the case is, right? Uh, even if they're promising you that great rate. But uh, yeah, they're, they're our easiest, I think. But people just get so inundated with the documentation that they receive from those darn banks that... You know and, and it's their money, they can do with what they want, so um, yeah, you, that's, that's a great point. I was going to say with retail too, though, and coming for them, I think the, the most thing that I feel confident now doing this for three years and being able to show it back it is that there is that misconception, that negativity towards the broker community from the retail channel. We know this, right? We know this, and I'm very grateful for AIM for not letting the retail offers who's in there because that's give us our own platform, right? But from a retail channel, I'm kind of talking to this new kid who just started over at a retail shop here in town and congratulating him. He follows me on my social and I'm just kind of seeing where he's at. And yes, excitement. Yeah, it's family. But once you get to know what the heck you're doing, you're going to be able to see the difference, right? And and we're just making friends. We're just being friends right now and he'll be working for us soon. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's awesome. You know And speaking of timelines, you brought up timelines too. And I, I just did a sales rally a couple of weeks ago, which I always enjoy doing anything I can for, for the community. Okay. I was speaking to a, a retail guy who's thinking about coming broker. Well, he's not thinking anymore. He's coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's closing. I think he said approximately, you know, 20 deals a month. And it, as best purchase he's had this year, it's 45 days and his refis are taken. I think he said three to four months to do. And I said, how are you even closing loans and how are you even creating relationships? He's like, I I don't know. I said, can you imagine now you take what you have with your relationships and now give them a better product, a better everything? I'm like, you're going to crush it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so crazy. I was just thinking about this badass guy in Southern Cal that works at Finance of America just the other night. Like, why isn't he stepping away? Truly. Because I know that they had to put people in place. And I knew about this three plus years ago to satisfy him, to allow him to get the purchase business. So what they're doing is you know, catering to those people to help their processes, if there are some, right? Because there are your top 1% that will get that um, extra love with retail. But it's not everyone. So when they come in, they see those big guys doing those big things, and they think they can do it too. But reality is retail cannot. There's... Besides the pricing, let's just wait till these manipulated numbers. I mean, come on now. You know, there's, yeah, it's going to be blown out of the water.
0: <laughs> all right. So um, I'm, I know I'm hopping around here, but you, you've said that's something that's right. sparking my interest here. So you said that, you know, the difference between broker retail and, yeah. and all it's many, many other things. But you said that, uh, you know, you don't have to work with everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. When someone's not quite ready for a loan, what action items do you take with them? Do you just tell them, hey, listen, I I can't work with you? Or is it more or less like, hey, you know, we we have to put a plan together?
1: We put a plan together. So once we talk to them, we get them into our CRM, depending upon what they're looking to do. If they're looking to do credit repair, if they're looking um, just because they want to wait, they're actively hearing from us. And then we have a follow-up plan, whether it's in three months. If it's a 90-day you know, we're going to follow up in 90 days. We're still calling at 30 and we're still staying in front and making sure that everything is up, you know, going on. Um, and I have support to help me with that. I just had one where we had a credit report that was less than right. and And we were able to, we stayed in front of them, gave them the tools, checking at 30 days and now we're at the 60 and actually we didn't have to wait 90. So we're good, but staying in front, absolutely. The CRM, the communication and the phone calls.
0: Yep. Yep. Basics. Yeah. Basic, the basic stuff. staying in front of your clients. Okay. So you've you've given us a lot of time, and I, I really really appreciate it. But yeah. uh, you know, I want to ask you one last question here. know you're you're you know you're a veteran. You've been in this business. I think you said since what? Ninety six or ninety eight?
1: Ninety
0: six. Ninety six. Okay. So you've you've seen a lot. You've been on both sides of the business. uh Some people have been on both sides. Some people haven't. I can personally say I haven't. I've been wholesale broker my entire mortgage career. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Call me. uh, Call me biased. Sure. I don't care because I know what's going on over here. But now let's just say you have a room full of people, all the experience that you have, how you've changed your business around multiple different times to become successful. You have the floor to give them advice. Okay, what kind of advice or what kind of tip would you give an up and coming broker or even a veteran in our industry?
1: Stay true to who you are stay true to who you are no matter where you go everybody's giving you information some of it's from you know a loving space some of it's because that's their way but stay true to your foundation we you get so caught up in doing things how we're supposed to do them and and we have our found, we already know how we're supposed to do things but make it yours tailor fit it to you and you know don't ever lose sight of that we can get really caught up in money we can get really caught up in the ego um, in how this all looks and what are they gonna think about me, you're fine. Stay true to who you are, continue to work hard and be honest and you can't help everybody and you can't work with everybody right that's that's a big thing, big thing at least for me it was. You'll find your people.
0: that's that's great you know and and you know you, you're the first person I mean you're technically not the first person to say that and that's what I love about our industries because the good ones they know, Hey, this is who I am. You're going to want to work with me and not just the rate that I have, not just my process. You know what I mean? There's a reason that's probably why you're successful. But at the same time, that's not why people are working with you because of your CRM, you know, because of your POS, your LOS. They're working with you because of you.
1: Absolutely. And that will never change ever. But we lose sight of that. So, yeah.
0: Well, good, good. Well, hey, listen, I, I just man, I just want to thank you for, for your time. I know we're super busy. Like I said, you're on the West Coast. And as we're filming this, it's super early in the morning for you. So thank thank you for that. And, and thank you for sharing your insights with us today.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's an honor. And brokers are better.
0: Absolutely. So everyone, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the Broker to Broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, along with that, which is our portal. You can listen to every podcast that we've had on that portal. So do me a favor. Please rate our podcast, leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the words. As Amanda just said, Brokers are Better. So Amanda, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Join our Brokers are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A-members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group, and click to join.